This is WLRN News. I'm Christine DiMatte, and this is the Latin America Report. Yesterday, Cuba's ruling Communist Party finished its eighth Congress in Havana. Every five years, the island's party members convened to set a course for government policy. This one was different because Raul Castro, brother of the late dictator Fidel Castro, stepped down as Cuba's Communist Party leader. WLRN America's editor Tim Paget was watching the Congress. He joins me now to talk about whether Raul Castro's retirement means any real change could be coming in Cuba. Tim, first, why is Raul Castro giving up leadership of Cuba's Communist Party? Because he's 89. He'll turn 90 in June. This is a big deal, of course, because it means that for the first time since Raul's late brother Fidel installed the Cuban Revolution 62 years ago, a Castro won't hold at least one of the two main reins of power in Cuba, the head of the government or the head of the Communist Party. Raul said it's time to pass those reins to a new generation that he's confident is full of anti-imperialist passion and spirit. He was referring mostly to the guy he picked to replace him as Cuba's top communist. Miguel Diaz-Canel, who turned 61 today, actually. Diaz-Canel is also president of Cuba, but being first secretary of the Communist Party is more important. This party congress took place at a pretty low moment for Cuba, both economically and politically. How tense are things on the island right now? I think the island is even more stressed out than usual right now. The pandemic, the renewed sanctions former President Trump slapped on Cuba, and most of all, the Cuban regime's stubborn socialist mismanagement have sunk the economy to a low we probably haven't seen in 30 years. All important tourism revenue has dried up. In Havana right now, you see incredibly long lines at stores because food's gotten so scarce. And politically? Also very tense, Uh, a free speech movement led by artists is showing staying power despite the regime's efforts to stifle it. And Cuba's younger generation is confronting the regime on social media in ways the regime is having trouble responding to. Example, the viral video Cuban rappers recently made called Patria y Vida, Homeland and Life, which slams the regime motto, Patria o Muerte, Homeland or Death. So the younger generation of Cuban leadership you mentioned What impact, if any, did they have on this Cuban Congress? Little, if any. And that's the problem. Even though Raul Castro and the old guard and military fatigues are technically retiring, they still manipulate Diaz-Canel and the younger leaders. They made sure, for example, the slogan of this Communist Party Congress that just ended was continuity, as in we're sticking with this repressive one-party government system we're sticking with this failed, centralized economic model. In his keynote speech, Raul even called the limited number of private entrepreneurs the regime allows egoistas, or selfish. And he shut the door on certain reforms those entrepreneurs were hoping for, like being able to import and export. And you think this is why the Biden administration is not exactly rushing to open its arms to the Cuban government again? It's certainly a big reason. President Biden doesn't want to get burned the way former President Obama did five or six years ago when he opened up to Cuba and the regime responded by retrenching. I think Biden realizes that until Raul and the old guard are no longer physically with us, nothing much is going to change there. Does this mean the more hardline Cuban exiles here in South Florida still hold sway over Cuba policy, even though President Biden beat Donald Trump in November? 
Well, Biden's caution doesn't mean he won't engage the regime to some extent, because isolating Cuba won't bring regime change in Cuba either, as Trump found out. But yeah, as Biden formulates his own Cuba policy, I think he's at least listening to conservative exiles here more than perhaps Obama did. What about Cuban-Americans who want to get back to the kind of engagement with Cuba that President Obama started, but President Trump rolled back? I think as they look at things like this Communist Party Congress, they'll actually be as resolved as ever that having the U.S. engage Cuba is still the long-term solution to democratizing the island. But they know that engagement has to be adjusted now, finding more creative ways to help movements like the Artists for Free Speech, for example, and those private business owners. I've been speaking with WLRN America's editor, Tim Paget. This is WLRN News. I'm Christine DiMatteo.